in it. Whatever you want to do, just start it. Whether it's going to be cheap at first or not, just start it some way. Just start somehow. If you have a brand in mind for a store or any product, you know, research it first. Get affluent with it. You know, learn the people that are working with it. Learn the industry. See the competitors. You know, you don't have to have all this money immediately to start with something. You could start just by researching. Research is 100% the first thing you want to do even before jumping in e-com. And then once you go from there, it's just the sky's the limit. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast, your resource for one-of-a-kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state-of-the-art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. My guest today, Arturo Knight, hails from the music kingdom and has been a beacon of light for a lot of prominent figures in that space in need of some contemporary assistance. As I continue to add pieces to the econ puzzle, a pivotal takeaway from today's lesson is that the freedom you can achieve is viable no matter where you are. Music, culinary arts, dentistry, it goes on and on. E-commerce or more fundamentally commerce, more fundamentally trade, more fundamentally problem solving, not only is it its own industry, but it supports other industries where they falter. There was a lot of inspiration in this episode, so I hope you enjoy. Arturo Knight, it is good to have you here in Ecomonics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I know uh, Texas is in a bit of a way right now, but uh, it's, it's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you, Joseph. I'm really great to be here right now. I mean, the weather is crazy, but we're holding in there. Um, one thing I know about Texas is, you know, we got this. So I'm not too worried about us. I'm just enjoying my time right now on this podcast. You know, I'm warm. Um, but my prayers do go out to everyone in Texas that was affected by this. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess, but I'm just used to being this way in Texas sometimes. But a lot of people didn't, you know, get out lucky. Um, so that's one thing I would start off with, you know, sending my positive energy to the people of Texas and staying hang in there. I remember reading a it was just it was just a text. Uh, uh, well, you know, you, someone puts out an image and then it's a bunch of text. It's a way of like circumventing the Twitter character limit. And they are saying here in Texas, here's how we handle it. We got together. We c- communicated with one another. We helped each other out of a bind. You know, we didn't we didn't resort to looting. We didn't resort to uh, to, to violence or civil unrest. Uh, we we grit our teeth and we did uh, what we had to 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 get through each day. And so, and and that I think really speaks to the resilience of the of the Texan people. Um, I me, I myself I consider myself like a closet American. Um, I look forward to hopefully, fingers crossed, someday uh, being among them. And Texas is like one of the most appealing parts of the whole country for me personally. Awesome. Yeah, you definitely got to come visit. I mean, the great thing about Texas is it, we're all about respect. And that's mainly one thing you'll see everywhere. I mean, we could have some of the craziest laws here. I mean, every single person you see has a gun. I mean, but you'll never see anyone, you know, fighting <laughs> with them. I mean, we even have laws here where you could actually battle someone if you want legally. And as long as they agree to it, you won't get arrested. So that's the great thing with Texas. Everyone here is side by side with each other. I mean, we don't really need no government affiliation to kind of help us out. I mean. We took care of this ourselves. I mean, the president himself hasn't even said one word about our state. He is yet to visit our state. And mm-hmm. we don't we went through with it 100 percent fine. I mean, that's how Texas is. I mean, it's basically a country itself. And it's mainly because the people that are here and we're very respectful, very, you know, Southern, keep to ourselves. And that what you read in that, um, I think it's a meme they call them, but um, mm-hmm. it's 100 percent true. I mean, it's the great thing of Texas. It's why I specifically live in Texas right now. 
I mean, I could easily move up to LA like everyone else is doing or Vegas or New York, but I love Texas. I mean, Texas is amazing. Um, and the taxes here are great. So that's another great thing with running businesses down here. So and if you're doing, you know, anything online, especially, you know, the e-commerce and all that, you could get with you if you have, like in California, I have some friends with high taxes and they have to pay high taxes on everything they sell and everything else. And then I tell them about what I'm doing over here in Texas. They're like, geez, they clearly save millions just by moving to a different state. So, but that's really awesome. I mean, I definitely look forward to you coming to America, man. You'll love it, Texas specifically. And if you ever come down, just hit me up. Hey, you can count on it. Also, this is the first time I realized that Texas is an anagram of taxes. Yeah, it's weird. I never, I never realized that before. I, I'm, I'm excited to ask you this question uh, because uh, having had the privilege to do some, uh, some preparation, um, you have a unique angle for our, for our listeners, uh, which I will leave to you to say. And here's the question. Tell us who you are and what do you do? So yeah, my name's Arturo Knight. I'm a full-blood musician, entrepreneur. Um, I mean, I do, I'm also an actor of some sort, uh, not full-on. And I also do some other stuff on the side, you know, stocks. And, but the main thing I do is music and, and entrepreneurship. And that's what I fall back on with 100%. Um, I built myself up as a musician probably since I was around eight years old. Right now I'm 27 years old. And I just worked my butt off and I just worked and worked and worked. And, you know, now within the last five, six years, I grew myself into my own entrepreneur and I work for myself. And now I share my knowledge that I've learned over the years of me doing this. I know I'm still young, but I did start very early. You know, I have more than a decade of knowledge on my back that now I'm just sharing with people, you know, online. And this kind of grew me into where I'm in now, you know, speaking with you into something, you know, totally brand new that I don't even know where this is headed, but wherever it ends, I know it's going to be great. So... And, you know, more about me, I guess I could say I'm just a very straight up guy. I'm just very into teaching people, helping people and helping, you know, the community build around me as well, as well as helping people around my age realize that you don't need a nine to five to be happy. You don't need a nine to five to make money. You don't need a nine to five um, just to make it in life. And on top of all that together, the main goal of myself is just spread the word around that, you know, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to, you know, take risks. It's okay to, you know, do anything you want. And if I'm going to be the guy taking that risk for everyone else to see, then that's the guy I am right there. So I'll call myself a risk taker as well. And it's mainly because I'm just, I'll do anything as long as it's in my mind. And I say, okay, do it and go forth with it. Even if I fail, it's 100% fine. I mean, someone, I, I've learned something and I could teach it to someone else. And, um, but that's basically who I am as a whole. I mean, you could Google me and all that kind of cool stuff. I have lots of smaller stuff about me, but in, in all of a whole, that's who I am as a human, I believe. And just basically someone here as a light to share, you know, positive energy to the world and do that by also healing and teaching people. That's terrific. And I also notice uh, in your in your background, you have a bonsai tree there. Uh, I don't want to get too far into this, but are you by any chance a fan of Cobra Kai? Oh, yeah. I just saw that show on Netflix, man. That's awesome. I know there's an older one, too. I've never seen that one, but I just saw the recent one, you know, Netflix. It's awesome. Oh, terrific. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a great show because it does speak to about balance and how both sides can have, uh, can have valid points, but I don't want to turn this into the Cobra Kai episode because I have to restrain, I have to, I have to restrain myself or I will, I will lose it. Uh, cause I also noticed, I saw in your Instagram, you got to meet uh, D Snyder who has a, ca uh, he has a cameo, uh, in season three. So, uh, it, it is cool, man. You get to meet some of the people like I've, I, that song, we're not going to take it. It's like one of those mimetic, mimetic songs that just like sticks around no matter what era it is no matter what the generation is because uh, it's such a simple message anybody can have their own view of what it means when they say we're not going to take it oh yeah exactly you know i really love d 
I love his whole entire family. And and going back on what we're saying, you know, even before this podcast, it's all who you meet, who you know, you know, and just working your way. I live in Texas. He lives in New York and California, where I think now in California. But, you know, just going on how even I met him in the first place wasn't even through D. I mean, I was friends with his son first. And his son is actually a filmmaker. His son makes very short films. I mean, Fool's Day is a very good one. And he, we met early on when he started becoming a filmmaker. And I said, hey, I'll make you free websites. I'll um, help you with your marketing. I'll help you make your movie posters. And all I asked for is just letting you allow me to use you in my portfolio. And we became friends since then. You know, every time we flew out to Texas, we'd hang out. Every time I flew out to L.A., we would hang out. And we grew spiritually through there as well. I started growing my spiritual. I haven't actually said this story anywhere. It's crazy now that you're one of the first ones that asked about it. I, I started my spiritual, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just not, not, not to cut you off for too long, but here on Ecomotics, I love extracting the spiritual stuff because I'm a big spiritual guy too. Um, and I think it's important to try to get that part of the conversation um, covered because if you have a fullness within you, then that allows you to have a fullness externally and that reflects in your business. So by all means, go nuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm 100%. And I'm so glad he said that. I mean, not a lot of places you can speak about spirituality comfortably. And one thing not a lot of people realize is success, before even that comes, your mindset and your your spirituality is what comes before that. Anything that you want to do, your spirituality and mindset comes first. So, and people meet for a reason. The reason me and you are speaking now so someone could hear us and hear this message and do something with that and who knows where it ends up. So going with that, you know, I met Cody, great guy. And if you look him up, you know, he's very spiritual as well. I mean, just yesterday he posted that him and his family are fighting um, activism right now to to make you know stuff like you know shrooms or plants that help you build and stuff healthy and they're actively trying to make it legal in america and they're very big about that but they you don't really see the spiritual side of a lot of these successful mm-hmm. people because a lot of times when people talk about spirituality people get offended because it's different different from theirs but one thing that it doesn't matter what spirituality you are it all comes down to the same base and that's yourself and you know, me and Cody, we met, I went out of LA and this is a crazy story how I got really big into spirituality and this was one of the biggest things. So, uh, I'm really big into Reiki. I'm, I, I could do Reiki. I'm a big time healer. I went out of LA to hang out with Cody Snyder and we're just hanging out, you know, in a parking lot. We want to go eat, whatever. And he brings up Reiki and tells me what it is. And I didn't know what it was before. I was a little spiritual. I just wasn't too deep into it. And he's like, well, let me give you Reiki and it'll, I'll change your life right now. I was like, Okay, I don't know what it is, but let's go. I trust you. So we went to the hotel room. He gave me Reiki, and weird stuff happened. I even, I mean, I specifically felt a knock on my top of my head when he was doing something. I said, hey, what was that knock in my head? I didn't touch you. So weird stuff like that, but I realized, you know, it was, I don't know what it was back then, but it was a life-changing experience for me. My eyes basically opened. I was given basically energy, positive energy that, you know, him and his family are very successful. But one thing a lot of successful people don't share is how they get there. You know, this shared with me something very huge that was spirituality, you know, basically opened my eyes. And I took it from there and grew into something myself. And from there, that's where our friendship started. I mean, we were hanging out in Las Vegas and he said, hey, Art, you want to meet my dad? And I was a big fan of his dad. I was a fanboy mm-hmm. of his dad. But I just never said anything because, you know, I'm friends with him. So we were in Las Vegas. It was at the Hard Rock Hotel. It was Twisted Sister. It was Excite. And um, 
it was a really big show because their drummer had just passed away. And this show was dedicated to him. So a lot of the friends came to support, which means a lot of celebrities. And at the end of the show, you know, I was a little out of there. I already had a few drinks. Me and Cole, you were having a good time. And he said, hey, you want to meet my dad? I was like, sure. So he walks me to the back. Funny story when we were walking. Um, his wife caught up with me and Cody. She's like, hey, this is my friend Art. This and that. I met her. Super nice lady. And we start heading up to go um, to the room towards D. And they were giving his wife and me problems because we didn't have the stickers uh, for the backstage. And Cody was like, I'm his son. And then the wife was like, I'm his wife. Like, I'm D's wife. Like, we need to get up there. I'm like, sorry, you don't have the credentials ever. So finally, Cody goes up there by himself, calls a thing up there, and then comes back down, gives me and his mom both our backstage passes. And I went backstage, and so much success was just in the air. So many successful people were back there. Some people I already knew from performing with before. Some people I was brand new to just meeting. You know, there was DJ Ashbuff from you know, Guns N' Roses back there. There was Lizzie Hale. She was back there. Um, you know, the drummer from Anthrax, a singer from Anthrax. I mean, there's so many musicians that I could even name. They were all there to support D. They were all there to support Twisted Sister mm-hmm. in Vegas. And there was little old me there, you know, meeting all these people, connecting with them for the first time, some of them. And that's when I met D for the first time. I have, you know, that picture that you saw was the first time I met him. It was backstage at a Hyde Rock Hotel. And I spoke with them for a little bit. I mean, just it's all great energy. I mean, you could feel people's energy, just how successful they are, the, the positive energy they give off. And that that gives something to you. I mean, depending on how you see it, some people. But, you know, just from there, I mean, I still speak with Cody and everything. His family's doing great things. Even his dad supports my business and divorce. I mean, one time when I was 16 or 15, I started an energy drink beverage company called Lutz. And Dee was the first one that wanted to support. I mean, I sent out some energy drinks to his family, and he started posting pictures with my energy drink on his social media. So that started making my energy drink grow. And then I had, you know, the promo as well. That ended, I ended up selling that business around six, 17 years old, 18 years old. But the network, you know, just meeting people, it grew into something much, much bigger. Just like how we met today for the first time. Who knows where this could end up exactly. in five years, you know? And you know, be in Vegas someday, like, hey, we had that podcast one time. Yeah. And the same thing happened with D. You know, it started with me knowing his son. It went into me getting spiritually, very spiritual, getting Reiki, you know, being able to heal people now. All the way to, you know, meeting his family, his dad, and seeing their end of wars to them supporting me back. And there's so many other people in the industry that do the same thing. And it's all just support. It's all, you know, the respect. It's all the networking with people, meeting people, talking to people, and doing stuff that you wouldn't normally do. And the only reason that all of this started is because I had the courage, not the courage, I guess, but I had the courage to send a message to Cody Snyder back in... You know, when I was 14 years old. So that one message turned into a whole, you know, friendship that goes around success. And that um, ideology that he gave me of Reiki and everything about it grew me to where I'm sitting right now. And spirituality takes a big hand in not just everything I've done, but everyone that I've met that is also successful. They all have the same story. Mm-hmm. They all manifest. They all create the reality. They all you know, meditate. And any spiritual person you meet says the same exact thing, just in a different way. And a lot of people won't speak about it at all. 
But if you go down the rabbit hole on Google, I mean YouTube, you'll find probably any celebrities speaking about manifestation and maybe sometimes Reiki or making reality. You know, I think it was, uh, I forgot what celebrity it was, but a lot of people will remember this story. It's a big YouTube video where he would basically write checks and he was on the uh, Conan O'Brien show. And this celebrity, I forgot his name, but he would constantly write checks to himself. Oh, it was Jim Carrey, I think. Okay. I think it was Jim Carrey. He said he would constantly write checks to himself for, I think it was like 10000 or 50000 $80,000, whatever it was. Constantly writing checks out to himself. He would collect those checks. And he got his very first movie role. And what he got paid was exactly what he manifested on those checks that he wrote to himself. That was exactly what they offered to pay him. So he basically wrote those checks, manifested it physically. And now look where he's at now. It all started with that one check he wrote. It all started with not even that check he wrote, but the idea that he woke up that morning thinking that I'm going to try today. Even though I don't know what's going to happen, I might look stupid writing these checks for nothing, but I'm going to try to do it. And that's what any successful person starts off with is that one try. And then it grows into something bigger and then bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to where you're basically watching a movie of your own life happen in front of you because you've done so much successful things in your life that now it's basically given to you in a golden platter. And success works that way. It might look to a lot of people that successful people don't work at all. But that's because they worked so hard during their life that now they don't have to. And that's when a lot of people will judge as well. Like, oh, they don't deserve that. They don't deserve that Grammy. You'll see some artists win Grammys and their face is shut. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. This is my 12th Grammy. And I was like, oh, they don't deserve that Grammy. Just like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. He already has like eight Super Bowls. And he got like a ninth one or an eight, whatever, another one. And people are like, well, he doesn't deserve mm -hmm. it. Why not? He's good. And now he's at the point he's the where best. He's, yeah, he's the best. There's a video of him tossing the Super Bowl trophy to his friend to another ship. They went to celebrate after. They got all wasted. And they're both on their yachts. And he was so wasted, he passed the Super Bowl trophy to his teammate. And across the ocean, Like there's at least six, seven feet in between them. People are freaking out. And they're like, oh, that's even the actual maker of the trophy, the daughter of the Sterling Trophy reached out and said, we deserve an apology. This trophy should not have been treated that way. It's like, whatever. Like, he's enjoying his time. He earned it. Like, it, it is what it is. But at the same time, you know, he's so good now. He worked his butt off all the way up to now that he can do that. I mean, he could easily now, it's just like a piece of cake to where he could go and win a Super Bowl like nothing. And people are like, he doesn't deserve it because he didn't work hard. Like, he just he's just always winning or it's rigged. It's like, that's not the point. You didn't see his whole mm -hmm. story behind that. And what's going to happen for Tom Brady? He's just going to keep getting better and better and more successful. He doesn't, he doesn't even have to lift a finger anymore. And the success is going to fall in his hands. And he's basically watching his own movie right in front of his eyes. Of course, you always work towards meeting, you know, doing bigger things. But once you reach a level of success that you have everything behind you, it starts working on its own. You know, for instance, just us speaking today, you know, us working together, worked up, you know, I told you I've, I've used Debutify since the beginning of time when I started doing my product stores. That long? I didn't even realize it was that long. Oh, yeah. I've been using it for a long time and I've been using it for my students. I'm using it because one thing I specialize in is one product stores. Mm -hmm. That's my strategy because it works amazing. And I teach that to my students and that only works with your theme. So I use this thing for a long time. I used it for my students. My client's stores, different ways, of course. I played with it and the different apps that it has on there and stuff. But that's the one of the main themes that I use. 
So it was crazy that, well, it wasn't crazy actually, when Debutify reached out to me, asking to work with me, you know, to make videos. Now we're working together mm-hmm. on this podcast. And all of that was manifested. I mean, it's, it, there's no easier way to say it. I mean, I didn't even have to look for a contact, you know, for this. I didn't, I just knew one day, okay, if I just, you know, and even from the beginning working with Debutify, I would never even think, well, maybe one day I'll be in a podcast with these guys. It's just that I worked my butt off to where now I manifested it just by using Debutify, by talking about it, mm-hmm. making videos about it. I finally was seen by Debutify. And that's one big thing, which is success. I mean, eventually you'll get your time. Everyone gets their time. But everyone has a different realization of what that is. But everyone's going to have their, like they call it, 15 minutes. Some people have much, much longer. But everyone's going to have that time. It's just what you do with that time and how you utilize that opportunity to make it into something else. You know, if I was a very hard-headed person, and a lot of people are hard-headed, and like, for instance, people say, oh, I'm just way too busy. I'm way too busy. When the fact I could see you sitting on a couch, like, for three hours a day is like, you're not busy. You just want people to think you're busy. Mm-hmm. And I could have easily said that, oh, I don't have time for this podcast. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, just negative about it. But the fact that, you know, I'm positive about it. I want to speak with you guys. I want to work with you guys. You know, this just grows into more and more things. And it's not just with this, but any business end of work. I mean, now I'm working with the same theme I always was, but now I'm doing it on a more legit level where I'm working with you guys rather than, you know, I guess I'll say for you guys because I was doing it, but now it's kind of with you guys. And that's one great thing uh, with just building myself, I guess, as an entrepreneur. And it's not just Debutify. I mean, even say Shopify. I mean, I've spoken with Shopify themselves and none of this stuff I ever thought was possible. You know, I, you never think it's possible because you're in my mindset, just, I'm going to do whatever I have to do, what I want to do, what my goal is. And as long as I uh, fulfill my goals, Everything falls in between, you know, like they beautify falling into my hand, meaning with, you know, this, it just happens. So it's super amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I went a little off track. I forgot even where I started at this point, but it, it's a hundred. Oh, it, it started when I said, uh, go nuts. And, uh, you, you, well, in the last 10 minutes, we've just given you a chance to just like, you know, really share your, your cause you've, you've been, you've been building up, um, this for, for quite a while now. You've been a fan of the, I, you've known about and working with the beautiful longer than I've known about it. Exactly. <laughs> by far, probably by like four X. It's an honor to, uh, uh, to be present for, uh, and to be part of that manifest for you because I honestly, I had no idea you were such a fan and it had, it had yielded, uh, so many positive returns for you. Oh yeah. And you know, some people might be listening, be like, oh, that's that's manifestation. I thought you manifest millions of dollars, you know. But no, manifestation is just that. It's the small things. It's the small things that even just you, all right, today, I want to see the color blue because I love the color blue and it'll make me feel good today. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start seeing blue over and over and over and over because you made it happen. But if you see like, oh, why would I waste time trying to manifest a color? That's when it starts turning into, just you even saying that is a negative thought, which leads down a rabbit hole of, way more darker things that you don't even know what could happen. But I think it all stems from just whatever's in your mind, you know, thinking. And I'm really glad you, that I'm able to speak about spirituality because it's something that has to be spoken about. You know, and in the e-commerce field that I'm in, you know, I could I could always share a few mm-hmm. tips every now and then. They don't want to see, you know, spirituality coming from someone who wants to learn how to make a Shopify store. So I'm very, you know, there's a time and place. There's a time and place. But every listener that is listening right now, I will tell them, happen to your spiritual side, whether it looks weird, whether other people think you look weird, whether you think that whatever you read on Google 
tap into your own spiritual side, whether it's just talking to your God or anyone that you think above you, the universe mainly, and you'll start seeing small changes. These small changes lead into larger changes. You can't get those larger changes until you realize these smaller changes are happening. You know, for instance, just this podcast today is a small mm-hmm. manifestation of mine. But who knows? I have many other big manifestations that eventually they're going to happen, but all within time. Patience is the key to success. And that's what everyone says. It's, you know, everyone says that. But that's one of the main things that I've worked off is being patient. Because everything's going to happen the way you want it. It's just not how you want it. And that's one thing people, your life's already written out. Our lives are already written out. And they're going to be happening at, you know, things are going to be given to us the way they're expected to be. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize that. And I was on another podcast and they asked me, what was one thing you would tell your younger self? And I said, I'll tell my younger self, just stay calm, be patient with yourself. Don't, don't trip out because I've learned myself. I've learned from myself. You know, I, I'm a, I used to be a very mm-hmm. stressful person. I used to always worry about what I was going to do tomorrow. Am I going to be successful? Am I going to be an entrepreneur? Are people going to respect me? Everywhere that I went, I was being turned down because my the way I looked, being a musician. I mean, I have crazy long hair. And that's the thing. People people don't like this a lot. People don't like this craziness. So, you know, but as a musician, I get on stage, my bikini comes off, my hair is even bigger than this, like 80s volume, whatever. And that's me. That's me. So when I would go up to even get hired somewhere, they'll say, oh, well, take the beanie off. Um, can you at least, uh, actually I actually have one boss. I'm not going to say him by name, but it's just these bosses that gave me a bad taste and nine to fives that he hired me, paid me and everything. And he would say, oh, well, can you please not wear your beanies? Can you try wearing a collar shirt? And can you comb your hair to the side? Something like that. We were meeting with mm-hmm. doctors and stuff. I understand. But at the same time, I was like, I feel like a puppet. Like, this is how I look. Like, uh, the reason I'm good at my art is because I, not because my name's art, but because people who are artistic, people who are creative, we don't want to wear suit and ties. You know, we don't want to, we don't need to impress people. I mean, that's one thing about art. I mean, we let our art speak for itself. I mean, of course, you want people to be liking your stuff, but I don't care to impress anyone. I mean, people are going to hate me. People are going to like me. And I grew up thinking that my look was bad. I grew up with the mindset that I can't get a job unless I cut my hair off. And one thing I hate with musicians and people with long hair, especially the dudes out there with long hair, they think, well, not they think, they actually have to cut their hair for a job, which is BS. And, you know, you shouldn't have, I I get it, the way the industry is, but that's one reason why I stepped Mm -hmm. far away from it. I was tired of being told no or being told, well, you definitely are who we want. We have the knowledge, expertise, and the portfolio and the talent. But on the outside, you just don't look the way we want you to look. We want you to look this way. We want you to do this and that. So Yeah, I got a lot of pushback when I had gotten my first tattoo. And I'm pretty sure uh, this is actually our first official video podcast. So by the way, congratulations for that. Uh, it's, it's an honor to share that with you. Um, but for, for listeners, you'll see this for the first time. This is a tattoo of the... Uh, yes. Oh, that's a Triforce? That's a Triforce, yeah. Uh, usually people say, is that the Triforce? And my bit oh, is, well, okay. it's not the Triforce, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, and, uh, and I remember when I got this, uh, it was to commemorate the release of Skyward Sword. Uh, and I, some people were like, dude, sick tattoo. Uh, but then, yeah, other people were like, so, uh, you know, that's going to cost you some jobs, right? And it would, and I was very panicked. I actually ended up seeing a, uh, 
a tattoo removal specialist to find out if it was even possible. Uh, he said, well, yes, it's going to cost money. It's going to be painful. I said, fine, as long as it's possible. I mean, and you know what? That was 10 years ago, more or less. And not only has it not gone on my way, it's done nothing but provide positive outcomes for me because it was something that I, it was something that I manifested. And this is something I never said about tattoos, but when it comes to getting a tattoo, my philosophy on it is that a tattoo is something that you had, something that you've had all along, even before it's been, uh, it's, it's been inked. So going to a tattoo artist is just paying somebody to reveal it at long last. So for me, my life was, I was not going to live my life without the Triforce on, on, on my left hand. And that's just one one example of how uh, I, I believe in like, you know, we manifest and we direct to ourselves uh, in the future. And then you made, you made another great point too, about you know, our, our lives are, are pre-written. And, and I think there's a great debate there between free will and predestination. And I found a, a middle ground between the two that I think most people should uh, find agreeable, which is say we're all getting together to play Dungeons and Dragons. And the dungeon master has a campaign laid out. It's got the story laid out, has our story written. And we, as the players, choose to divert from that. And the dungeon master heaves a huge sigh and has to start improvising and laying out whatever the alternative path is. So that's kind of like how I view it, is that I think we do have our paths laid out for us in advance, but we still have our free will. And if we want to do things a little bit differently, the universe is flexible enough to render the new version of it for us because maybe we all look back on it and say well maybe that was actually the path all along but uh yeah that's kind of like it's been it's been a hard thing finding a balance between those two but i think i got it Th thank you dnd yeah i think you're you're exactly right there and that's one thing you know that is very true because even speaking from my existence myself you know we're not perfect and i could easily you know i i did say it you know five minutes ago that's exactly what i said you know we do have it pre-written but at the same time that's the good stuff. The pre-written is kind of already where you, what you want, you know, it's there. But I've been in situations where I wasn't the person I wanted to be at some times that we've all been there. And I had to get into myself to change that journey for myself and give myself a new road to follow. This new road that I'm following is where I'm at now. And I could have been on another road, which would have been a whole different life which is what you're speaking about. I mean, that could have been a whole different thing, but because I chose to change that street route and go somewhere else, now the universe is catering towards that road I'm on because that's what I want. That's what I'm manifesting. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm making happen. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. It is free will, 100%. 100% free will. And it's you on the inside that is definitely changing that. And your Triforce tattoo looks so awesome, bro. That's, Thanks. I, I only have um, one, two, Five tattoos, but yeah, I'm kind of trying to forget. I haven't gotten tattoos in a long time, especially with yeah, this yeah. COVID thing. I mean, I haven't I will never have anyone touch me right now. But these tattoos I got as a musician, and like you said, they're they were already there. They have meaning behind them. I mean, what some of these tattoos can do for us is not just you know the way it looks. Like you said, there's a whole meaning behind a lot of tattoos people get, and a lot of people don't understand that, especially a lot of older people. But there's meaning behind these tattoos that, you know, when you're in a situation and you already see this when you're getting the tattoo when you want it, when you are in a specific situation, you know, you can look at that tattoo and the exact message that you carry on that tattoo is going to go right to your head and it's going to put you right back where you need to be or wherever you want to be. And that's the reason I get my tattoos is for that reason. For one, some of my tattoos is because I don't ever want to 
forget where I came from. I, mm-hmm. I want to remember, hey, I remember when I got that. I remember why I got that and who it was for and the meaning behind it, this whole thing, you know, behind it. And if anyone else, of course, just like I saw your Triforce. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the Zelda Triforce. We're like, no, it's much more behind it. You know, same thing. I have a tattoo right here, which I don't know. I might want to get it removed. I don't know. But it's, it says the Black Parade. The, the Black Parade? And Yeah, the Black Parade. And there's a band called My Comica Romance. And when people see this tattoo, they're like, oh, so you're just a, a little emo boy. You like My Comica Romance. That's what they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of labeled as. You know, just a fan, you know. This is an album of theirs. I got that with the All and American Rejects. I, I am. Just, I, I do just like, really their music. like their music. Uh, you know? Yeah, I like oh, All you American like American Rejects? Rejects? Yeah. I love All American Rejects. They have, um, dude, they have amazing music. Amazing music. Actually, I have a story with All American Rejects. And this, actually, not people, there's a picture that you could find on my Instagram, which is there, and my Facebook. I actually had barbecue in the south side of Texas in a backyard of some random person's home with All American Rejects. Wow. I'm trying to put together kind of, it's not really manifested because I never saw that happening. But it was something that was mm-hmm. given by the universe that has stayed with me till now. I'm a big All American Rejects fan. And the way it happened was um, our manager owned a very old school car. Um, my band, our old band manager, owned a very old school car. It just so happened this old school car looked very similar to the original car that's in the All American Rejects first album when they were teenagers, when they first came mm-hmm. out with, I think, Swing Swing or whatever song it was that made it a hit. Well, they wanted to recreate that album cover now as adults with a car that looks similar to it. So they went on, they were on tour in Texas and they went on Craigslist and they said, they didn't say who they were. They just said, we're looking for a car that's similar to this. We're willing to pay. So whatever. So our manager reaches out and says, I have that car. Let's do it. Everything was worked out. They had it scheduled. They went to his house, which he lived in the south side of San Antonio at the time. And very, you know, homey and, you know, whatever. We're big about barbecue too. So we're having a barbecue there. Um, he tells the band, hey, come over. Let's get some barbecue. We're going to do a photo shoot. Um, with Mexican Elvis as well, because we have a Mexican Elvis here in Texas or San Antonio, and this guy's very well known. So they had him show up to the photo shoot as well, put some silly photos. Well, he said, "Well, I said, who's coming? This guy is older. He has no idea who the All American Rejects are." So he said, "This is who's coming." He showed me a picture of them, and it was the freaking All American Rejects. And I was like, "What?" Like, I couldn't put my mind around why. Why is this happening? How am I going to see my uh, uh, All-American Rejects to die? And how is this? This doesn't make no sense. So it actually happened. They came through. Uh, they had a photo shoot in their garage there with Mexican Elvis. And they did their original photo shoot, the All-American Rejects photo shoot. And they retook the photo. And that photo is now published. But I was hanging out with the All-American Rejects back there, you know, talking about music. And the one thing I remember, uh, uh, Tyson, he specifically was eating, you know, we're eating chicken there. And he's sitting down. And he's telling me, he was like, man, there's just something about nobody knowing where we are right now, being in the backyard, eating barbecue. And I was like, it's exactly why. Because, you know, back then, I wasn't really as much well-known with my mm-hmm. music as I am now. But he had no idea who I was. Locals did. But at the same time, I know I related to where he was saying, you know, just me being in this backyard eating barbecue with no one knowing we're here, with people who are giving us the respect as friends and not fans. And he was just saying how amazing it is. So that stuck with me since then. You know, our managers, well, our ex-manager still is in contact with All American Rejects. It's just another contact in the book. 
But it's crazy how you brought them all American rejects because I did, you know, and there's a lot of stories I have, not specific for every artist you're going to throw out there, but I did have a, a backyard barbecue session. Okay, well, I, I, I'm going to try one more just for the just for the heck of it. Uh, have, have you had any uh, interactions with the interrupters? I have heard of them, but I have not. Okay. But when I do, the shot. and I probably will, when I do, I'm going <laughs> to give you a call. I'm going to send you an email and say, you give this guy a call and you send him a video to email and you say, what's up? <laughs> It's a great thing. It's easy to meet these band people once you're a musician because you're always at the same. I mean, I've opened up for some legendary Grammy winners. I've played with Grammy winners. I've opened up for some people you won't even believe. And when backstage, it's not what people think. It's just people mm-hmm. hanging out, talking, and you network with these people. But the great thing with me is I'm able to network in a different way from other musicians. Because other musicians, oh, great set, bro. Oh, what's on the next mm-hmm. track? Oh, what's the next album coming up, bro? Like that's the usual conversations people have backstage, musician to musician. And, you know, a lot of musicians in, up here yeah, get yeah. tired of that. I mean, let's talk about it every day. It's great. We love it. But at the same time, you know, it could get there. But I have a little difference when I speak to people. You know, it's so what, what are you doing with your business? How are you making money? How's your T-shirt collection going? How are your sales going? How's this going? And I notice a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing stuff like that. For, I have a friend of mine named DJ Ashba. He's out of Vegas. He's the guitarist for Guns N' Roses, 6 a.m. Great guy. And he also has a clothing shop in Las Vegas. Well, I went out to Vegas uh, one time. This is I had also seen Guns N' Roses about two months previous. But I went to Vegas to go party and this and that. I ended up going to the Stratosphere. And I saw this really cool shop. It said Ashba. I was like, Ashba? That sounds very familiar. And I went in. They had beanies. They had, you know, cross shirts. And really awesome t-shirts. Actually, one t-shirt has one of my profile pictures. One of his t-shirts has said, mm-hmm. not today, Satan. <laughs> and it all it said, not today, Satan. So I, I bought it, whatever, just share around some positivity, whatever. Well, I ended up seeing Ashba there in the back. I was like, what's up, bro? And he didn't know who I was. and But he took the time to speak with me. And just us speaking there, I told him, you know, I didn't speak about his music, anything like that. I told him, this store is amazing. How are your online sales? Like, how's it going? And he said, well, I'm not doing too well with online sales, um, but I have this store here in Vegas. And I'm also starting a water company where I'm going to be selling water, branded water, basically. And about Asheville Water. I was like, man, that's awesome. So I gave him some of my tips. I said, well, if you can do an online store, you know, don't try to market your products. Mm-hmm. Market yourself. You're the selling point of your brand, Ashba. I mean, of course, you're going to get every now and then people just liking the design. But you being out there as a brand is most important. And I gave him the good old Gary Vee type talk. And he listened. That was the last time we talked. Well, technically not. Well, I left Vegas, you know, bought his stuff, bought his bag back. A month later, I get a phone call from Vegas. And it's a girl. And she says, uh, Art, Arturo, is this Arturo? I was like, yes. She's like, uh, I have DJ Ashba on the line. And he wants to talk with you. So you open? I was like, let's go. So she puts Ashba on the line and DJ's like, yo, Art, how you doing? This and that. He's like, remember we met, you know, like two months ago, Vegas, this and that. I was, and I was still, you know, trying to comprehend for one who I'm speaking to. I mean, the freaking guy mm-hmm. tore Guns N' Roses. He replaced Slash. I mean, he also has 6 a.m. with Nikki Six from Motley Crue. He has very successful, you know, clothing line in Vegas. Super awesome guy. So I'm like, okay, get your stuff together. Who cares? 
Let's talk business. He's like, I'm calling you because I need help with my website. I just launched my Ashba Water Company, which I told you about two months ago. And I remember what you told me, but I'm coming into some problems with my WordPress. So we were on the phone for three and a half hours trying to figure out what was wrong with his WordPress site. And it all came down to just some options that was off. And I was able to help him. I was able to, you know, speak with him and everything. I have yet to speak to Ashba ever since. And it's been around four years, three years maybe. But, you know, this goes into, you know, I probably manifested it when I saw him live. Like, man, I want Mm -hmm. to meet that guy one day. And I probably did do that. But when I met him, you know, it became now uh, someone in my network that I could give a call to at any time. Now I could send an email if I need something or connect with someone else that needs to speak with them. And that's where my network grew. You know, it's growing and growing and growing just from simply just speaking with people and just Mm -hmm. being nice with people and not being a fanboy, basically. Because we're all the same. You know, everyone, even to Beyonce, to you, to me, all of us, we're all the same. The only difference is we're seen more Mm -hmm. than other people. You know, that's what celebrities are. We're all the same people, you know, same thing. So people in the field, and here's one tip I would give to listeners is if you're ever approaching anyone that is successful, even mildly successful, the last thing they want to hear is stuff that sounds like fanny, you know? Like, oh, you're, I'm your biggest fan. You're my biggest inspiration. And, of course, it's great in the industry to give people this, these ups. And anywhere you go, it's great to give people these compliments. But I'm straight up speaking from the, from the behind the, the backstage. You really want to speak with someone. You just got to be normal with them. You got to talk with them just like you're their friend. Just like how we're speaking right now. I mean, we've never met before, but I feel comfortable speaking with you just like normal. And that's exactly what it is. And I haven't a told lot us of mostly the voice. That. Yeah, it's the yeah. soothing voice. Yeah, it's a gravel. <laughs> but I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, the more you'll see that you're just nice with people, it works to where you, even if I, I didn't have no intentions to work with Ashba, my intentions was to just help them, like straight up, just help them, give them some great advice. Cause I have experience in e commerce. He doesn't. This guy's a freaking rock star with Guns N' Roses. I don't have that experience yet. But I have some experience, but I'm a pro in e-com. I can give you what I know there. And that's where the knowledge sharing, you know. A lot of people that are successful love knowledge. Knowledge makes the world go round. And just like how they beautify sharing knowledge from other entrepreneurs, it makes the world go round. And that became a network contact to where now it, it, makes, it makes success. And that goes back to what I said previously. Your success will form itself. You've got to do your thing every day. Not every day. I'm a, I'm a very lazy entrepreneur i'm i'm not the type of guy that wakes up at 5 a.m i'm the guy that goes to sleep at 5 a.m and that's just i live my life comfortably and that's why i'm successful because i'm able to be calm live life the way i want it and if i want to take just like this last week i took a whole week off well of course just because of storm i could have easily worked but i just didn't Mm -hmm. i don't want to and my students understand everyone understands of course my scheduling is made before that but if I wanted to, I could take a whole month off right now because that's what I want to do. And I'll be exactly successful the next month I start back up because that's what I say happens. And I just built it up to where I'm comfortable now as an entrepreneur knowing anything that I do is going to be successful. And that's one big thing. Are you still managing yourself entirely or do you, do you ha- at this point, do you have people assisting you with managing your time at all? Uh, I do have people assist me, but not for myself. Um, right. I okay. have lots of virtual sense. assistants. A lot of, 
but it's for my work mainly. Um, at this point right now, I'm really, I mean, even if it is at the point where I will, I do need someone to help me, but I'm also at the point where I don't want that. I love speaking to people myself. I don't trust any middleman between me and anyone, especially when it's my face being shared mm-hmm. places. You know, that's one thing about me. You're never going to get an assistant speaking to you. You're never going to get, you know, like Ty, if you call him, you're going to get his assistant. You're going to get not even an assistant. You're going to get one of his workers that work there at his mansion, you know, to sign you up. You'll never speak to Ty. But at the same time, he's so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually I'll be there. Eventually. I don't plan on being there very soon. But I'm in a very sweet spot now where I don't have to do that. You know, I could speak with anyone, any message that comes on Instagram, any DM on TikTok, and I'm getting hundreds and thousands of them. I literally spend time to speak with all these people and I respond myself. And that's because I, with e-commerce, everything's automated. So I'm actually able to have lots of time now with coronavirus. Every single else was I have a whole like 30-day tour this year or so crazy. I don't mean this year, last year. It still feels like 2020. Yeah. I was supposed to have a whole entire, you know, 30 day tour in 2020 and, you know, big festivals. I was going to play with big bands. You know, I had a whole, you know, the Rocklahoma, those big things, you know, every single date got canceled, every single one. So what I did was I had nothing to do. So I started making TikTok videos and that's what leads up to me, you know, even Mm -hmm. teaching where I'm at now. So staying busy is one thing, but I'm a very lazy entrepreneur. So I'm I'm one of those guys that I'll be there and I'll be there calmly. I like to do things when I feel that I'm comfortable that it's going to happen. Because if I force, like a nine to five, they force work out of you. If you could be the most, you could be falling asleep at your desk and give the most crappiest work. And the one who's paying mm-hmm. is the boss. All because it's a nine to five. I mean, people can't control them being sleepy. But me being the boss of myself, I already know, especially being in the arts, being a creative I will never put my finger on something if I don't feel it's going to be 100%, mm-hmm. you know, what I do to my my value that I give. So if I'm... Well, one view that I'd like to share with you, um, sorry to, uh, oh, to jump good. in, but one view I'd like to share with you is I, I've been thinking a lot about the the concept of like be our own bosses. I've, I've had multiple experiences. I've freelanced for a while, was, was my own boss. Uh, I have a boss right now. Um, the way I see it really in the most fundamental sense is that the boss is basically anybody who pays you. So when we do e-commerce and we have uh, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of customers, that, that same um, boss priority is now disseminated across that many people. And what you'll find is that the more people that are, uh, are are having that responsibility, the easier it is. I think at the end of the day, no matter what, we do have a boss in one way, shape, or form. And and I think customers, we work for them, really. We we serve them. We make sure they're happy. We we solve their problems for them. Yeah, you're 100% right there. And, you know, that is right. You know, in e-commerce, 100%, our boss is our customer because we are here not just with our brand, our product. Everything we do is for the customer. I mean, 100%. They're the ones who put the bread on the table. Um. And not just the customers, but also now with me, students. So you're 100% right on that. And now, you know, I do see it that way. You know, even though we are the boss of ourselves, we still have to answer to somebody. And that would be the customer. And that is 100% how to stay successful in e-commerce is by having Mm -hmm. happy customers. And, but at the same time, the great thing with that is you could keep customers happy by hiring someone else to do that. So that's why I have my VAs, you know, I have them answer every single email that comes in for every product I sell daily. 
because people will ask questions, whether they're dumb questions or the most intelligent questions ever, they're going to have them. So I do have my VA responding to those for my stores, specifically my products. If you're speaking with me, it's going to be just straight up me. But you're 100% right. I mean, I do have people to answer to, and those are my students and my clients and my customers. And they are the ones that basically will rule you. But at the same time, you do have freedom and that free will to run things the way you want to run it. And that's more behind the scenes, though, because what's in front of the scenes is whatever's going to make money in the industry. I mean, 100%. You know, I'm in the, a lot of the stuff I sell is no industry that you would believe that I'm in. I mean, I'm a musician. You know, I grew up in bars and blah, 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 blah. And you look at my appearance, you know. But if I tell you that all my products are basically women products, female products, that's what I do. I mean, one of my products is beeswax food wraps. And that's for the kitchen. My number one customer is women, based in Italy, actually. And I only market towards women. My customers are women. My content is women. And everything, even my design of my store, which is Debutify, is based towards women with the colors, you know, the fonts, the branding, um, the wording. Everything comes down to my customer, which is basically women. I've learned that women buy a lot online. So I've catered towards that. They're my Mm -hmm. boss. They're the ones that I have to answer to when something happens wrong with the product. When something goes wrong, I do have to answer to them. And But at the same time, being being in control of my own business, I'm able to offer something to people that differs from someone else. You know, I have um, my beeswax wraps. I'm the first premium wrap. And not that, I also have a, a fitness store, you know, with leggings and fitness apparel. Everyone does it, but at the same time, people are choosing to buy my product. So I have that responsibility to make sure that they are happy, to make sure they're getting what I promised to make sure that they're not going to go and spread mm-hmm. negative information to anyone else, even if it's their next door neighbor, because that spreads and it spreads mm-hmm. like wildfire. And I've seen it done many, many times in e-commerce where people try to scam. You know, they'll create a store, they'll drop ship the product, they'll get all these sales, and then they'll just never ship the products out and keep all the money. They shut the store down and they disappear like this. And that's one of the biggest scams in the e-commerce industry, which is why. A lot of people will think that's a scam because they've got a scam before. So it's my it job. It's to me, by the way. Yeah, it's happened to me too. Yep. I mean, it's, it's happened to probably every single person in the world that's bought online. It has to happen at least once. And that's what puts a dirty you know, feeling for e-commerce in some people's brains. So I'm here to basically tell everyone, like, it's okay. I thought that as well as first. And I will tell people, this is why people think it's a scam. This is how it can be a scam. But e-commerce is not a scam. Uh, one another big thing that I teach is, which a lot of people have, you know, set it up that way previously, is e-commerce is not a get-rich-quick scheme. You know, I see videos everywhere, you know, how to make $100,000, how to make $10,000 in a day. And one thing that these e-commerce gurus aren't telling the students or the people watching that is that there is actually a 1% chance of you making $10,000 in one day. And you have to be the most perfect person at it to make it happen. Can I make it happen? Yes. That's because I have tricks behind my sleeve. For instance, a lookalike audience. That's one thing that they never mention. It's like, okay, yes, you made 10000 in one day, but you're not speaking about the lookalike audience you use to get those sales, which yeah. would take an average user months and months and months and sometimes years to build. So that's the stuff that I'm coming in the game. And 
I'm expecting to get a lot of hate. I'm used to it. Being in the music industry, I grew up with hate. I grew up, a lot of people, especially I'm in the heavy metal industry, uh, heavy metal industry. I'm in the heavy metal genre. And uh, there's a lot of hate in that genre. A lot of people will call you a poser if you don't sound exactly what they mm-hmm. think sounds great, which is the, <laughs> if you don't sound like that, you're a poser, apparently, where I live here. So I literally have band clubs that are hate clubs that specifically hate on my band. And there was even, you know, memes that went viral at times where people just make fun of my band because when someone's doing something successful, people just want to talk down on it immediately. What I'm doing with e-commerce is a little different, though. I could see why people won't like me is because I'm giving away the secrets, the dirty secrets that a lot of people aren't giving. But at the same time, they're kind of tricking and manipulating these viewers into thinking that e-commerce is a get-rich-quick scheme. And that kind of affects me in a way, you know, with students that have it, you know, they'll, they'll come all the time saying, hey, I saw this one video and, you know, don't get me wrong, they work. I mean, you kind of make 10K in this way, but they'll never tell you exactly how. They'll tell you how to build a store, they'll tell you how to do this and that, maybe even a Facebook ad. But there's always going to be that hidden thing behind, which is most likely a lookalike audience. And that's what's not given. So I'm um, here basically to make those videos teaching people how to make that happen. And I even have a TikTok video specifically where I say, you know, this is how I made this much in one day, but this is how I actually did it. I used a lookalike audience. I didn't make 10K in one day from a fresh, no fresh Facebook audience is going to perform that well. Unless you are a genius at making the perfect ads, the perfect um, targeting and all that, which means you would have to need some prior experience for that product Mm -hmm. that you're selling and the ad you're making. So that means you have to be really, really, really good, which is possible to make that in a day fresh. Very possible. But you have to be a genius, which is not the average YouTube viewer, which is not the people that I speak with. Or a lot of people that get is just beginners. A lot of people who know about e-commerce will not spend time to learn from someone else because they mm-hmm. feel they know it all sometimes. So I'm coming in the industry and I'm changing the game up. I am expecting to get a lot of hate, but also a lot of love because at times, times you know, things need to change. You know, e-commerce isn't something it should be. It is accessible for free, but from the wrong people sometimes. And it, the main goal, of course, with everyone is to make a penny, you know, make money. But I'm in the point where people just need to know how it works. People are stuck right now with no jobs. People, I mean, I have friends and, and family that lost mm-hmm. their jobs due to coronavirus that literally believe that there's no light at the end of the tunnel because they lost their, you know, their corner store job. Or they got fired at McDonald's. And the only thing that's holding them back is themselves. And a lot of people will say, well, e-commerce, how do I do that? And I'll have some of my musician friends that I know they're struggling. I know they're not in a perfect place to do e-commerce. And they'll come to me saying, how do I do e-commerce? I saw your article on Forbes. Or I saw your article here and I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm always straight up with every single one of them. I could, I could easily say, well, this is how you do it. Buy my course. Get my mentorship. Or do this, subscribe, this and that. No, I just tell them straight up, you're not ready for e-commerce. For one, I know you're struggling, but e-commerce, just even start. You need that $30 Shopify fee or that $40 Amazon fee. And if that fee is going to affect you even starting, don't even jump into it. You're going to lose money fast. Yes. And I have tons of even 15-year-olds that reach out to me. And I had a 15-year-old reach out to me the other day. He said, I'm not ready to get into e-commerce, but I want to know how to get ready for that. I watch your videos. I'm learning everything. I'm watching YouTube videos, everything. I'm, I want to get into it when I turn 18, but I want to know how do I prepare for that? 
And that's exactly the mindset that he knows he's not in the place right now to jump into e-com. But he also knows I need to start learning before I jump in so that I go in knowing what I'm doing. And I'm very straight up with the people that I feel. And by me saying not ready, that's basically not having startup capital. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. I mean, you never want to jump into e-commerce with, without some capital. I mean, even 100 bucks is fine. But there is, there is absolutely no way, which there probably is with loopholes if you have ways to make it happen. But there is absolutely no way to make a successful store that's selling without having to invest some money into it yeah. first. You need to invest in the store. You need to invest in even the theme. You need to invest in the, the upsells that you have, even on that, the little small widgets. You need to invest in advertising, your marketing money. I mean, this is stuff that needs investment to happen. So that's another thing I'm very straight up about. I mean, if you do want to get into e-commerce, amazing. But be prepared that there's going to be some sort of you know, capital expected. Not a, not a thousand, not 10,000, like some of these people say. A hundred bucks, even 50 bucks. If you could get that store set up with 30 bucks and pay somebody 20 bucks to make a, a TikTok video for you, that's $50. You could literally go viral overnight and become a millionaire if you're drop shipping. It's just how you do it. And I'm very big as well on teaching people how to make money through e-commerce without having to spend a penny on advertising. And I'll be probably one of the only people to say this on this podcast, but Facebook ads, Google ads, you know, all that stuff is amazing, but they are slowly mm-hmm. being outdated. Slowly, slowly, and I, I'm precise on that slowly because a lot of people are gonna be like, no, they're not. No, I make $100 million on Facebook. That is bogus. And yes, you will make money on it. But looking in the general, I watch trends. And the trends are right now, these advertising platforms where you have to spend money on are slowly being hated by people. Slowly being disagreed with. Facebook is, I mean, Instagram specifically has a whole hate campaign right now going on how they should be shut down because they suck now. Their algorithm sucks. They don't cater towards their users. It's hard to even get any views on there. And this is going into TikTok. And eventually, Instagram's going to be done because they don't want to change. And that's where you have to do with e-commerce and any industry. You have to change. You have to follow the trends because you can't be stuck in the 90s. You can't be stuck in even 2020. You have to follow the trends. I mean, which would even, I see even Debutify mm-hmm. making updates to their stuff too as well. If you learned it, you know, five years ago or, or however long ago, it's going to be different. You have to change. And with Facebook ads, Google ads, I mean, I'm constantly seeing more and more now people saying my account was deactivated. My account was suspended. Facebook did this to me. Facebook did that to me. My ad was deleted. My ad was declined. I hear so much more negative things about ads more than positive nowadays. Yeah, mine was uh, deactivated too, by the way. Uh, me and Connor, the YouTube guy, we were just like doing some practice together. And uh, I told the story a couple of times already, but we had put a link to the product page and not the main landing page. And that turned out to be a no-no with Facebook. At least that's what we think was the problem. That was like the closest summation to it. Exactly. You probably had something on that product page that they didn't like. Yeah, I can see that. Now, I didn't even put the ad out myself, but because I was part of the management uh, my my account got axed too, so I'm still waiting for a review. I'm sure any minute now. And even when you get that review and you get it back, here's the thing: people don't know Facebook will still keep your, they will still withhold your ads from being seen, even though you got through that review and approved and everything's fine now. What they do is they'll hold it back just to say, "All right, let's see what they do. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they do." And that's one thing I hate. If I'm spending money on a platform, I'll be damned if you hold back my ad 
on spending money just because you feel that it's not to you. And I get it. We're using your platform. But at the same time, you're spending money on something. And little do you know, it's secretly being withheld from you know, surpassing the stars to you making a million dollars or $100,000. That can't happen on Facebook unless you spend half of that. And this is one thing I'm learning slowly. And that's why I say I, I come into this as a very straightforward guy. I do expect lots of, hey, opinions. I get it. And my opinion is that's what, what Facebook is headed towards. They're making it very hard for the average seller to use their platform. And they're changing constantly, constantly, and constantly changing and taking things off, deleting people. I've studied Facebook for so long. I've learned what they like and they don't like. I've learned the goods and the bads. You know, the little options they have are just little things to charge people sometimes. The beginners that don't know like the detailed, get more detailed viewers. And so that, that's bogus. And, you know, with Facebook specifically, you know, I, I learned the number one word Facebook doesn't like is the word change. Hmm. And it, with my beeswax wraps, that was a big thing. I was asking people to switch from plastic to eco-friendly products, which is in general something good. But because all the politics involved with Facebook now, they, I was deactivated. My account was deactivated. And not just your account gets deactivated, but they also put a hit on your business page. And any ad that you run after that is going to be weak. And that's just how Facebook ads does it. It's great, but at the same time, it is, it's bittersweet. Um, Google ads, same thing. I mean, you have people now targeting ads specifically so they could run your ad dollars. And the thing with Google is they will, they'll let it keep running as long as it's getting clicks. They won't say, hey, stop it. This is a hacker just clicking the links to get you charged. That's another thing that you, I've seen competitors try to do to me all the time. And you could sell. They're just trying to click it, get people to click it, or they do Fiverr campaigns where they get you know, people to blast these links so I can pay for it. And that's just how the game is. But what I'm learning is I think the industry with online, you know, anything online that's represented, sales, e-commerce, it's headed 100%, I want to say, towards organic influencers, influencers and people connecting with other people. I learned from the beginning with Facebook ads that, that the ads that were working the best were the ones that mm -hmm. were emotional and connected with people. People stopped liking to see product videos. I mean, I can easily show you product and show it with the white background and everything, but people stopped liking that stuff. I noticed people started loving real, basically TikTok videos, people's faces using a product, something they could relate to. So that just shows even the Facebook platform is now catering more towards influencer TikTok videos. So a TikTok video, you can put it on Facebook and make thousands off of it. You can make the same amount on TikTok for free with the same video. And that's one thing I'm learning. You know, organic reach is getting more and more popular because people are listening more to other people. People are following more. The social media age is big. People are doing things now because they saw someone else doing it. So, um, you know, a perfect example, I had, you know, I'll go back to my beeswax wraps. Um, when I started in June on TikTok, I said, all right, I'm going to start a page also for my beeswax wraps. So I hit up this girl on there. Um, and her name is Sustainably Sabrina or Sarah, one of those. Anyway, she has a sustainable page. She had around 16,000 followers around the time. And I reached out and I said, hey, I want to send you my product, share it on your TikTok, and I'll pay you $50 for it. So she never did influencer videos before. So she's like, let's do it. I'm happy. Thank you. This is the first brand I'm working with. And that's another great thing I love doing with e-commerce. You know, it does help other people in some ways. 
So I sent her my product, and she loved it. She made it her TikTok video. She posted it. And again, she only had 16,000 followers. The most views one of her videos got, I think, was like 30,000, 40,000 views. And I sent it to her, paid the 50 bucks. She made the video. That video got over 3 million views on her page. And it got her hundreds of thousands of followers. And I got mm. paid out like crazy on that product. Um, it, that campaign is still running. It's not even a campaign. I'm not paying for it. That video still exists and is still being seen. And I'm still getting orders to this day. And that video was supposed to last year. And I'm still getting sales from that video. I only spent $50. If I were to put that $50 on a Facebook ad or Google ad, I might have gotten maybe, I could have probably stretched it and made like 200 bucks off of it. But that would be it. Facebook or Google would say, hey, you can be making that much money from you only spending 50 bucks. That's what these platforms do. They go based off your budget. So if you have a budget of 100 bucks, it's going to take you a long time to become a millionaire. But if you think outside the box, if you put that 100 bucks towards a store and 50 of it towards an influencer, you have the opportunity and the 1% chance to become viral overnight and make a million dollars. So in some sense, e-commerce is a get-rich type of, it's not a scheme, but a get-rich type of ideal, but it has to be done perfectly. It has to be done the perfect way for that to happen, which is going to be that 1%, which is why I do not share these guarantees to people. I do not share you know, millions of dollars shown to people because it does not matter at all. What matters is what you're doing, the brand, the store. Ads. I mean, there's so many influencers right now that are sharing, oh, I made a hundred thousand dollars on this product. This is why you should learn from me. Well, that's cool. You could have faked it. I don't care in how you did I, I don't care in what you have, but I care in learning how you did it. And that's where I'm coming in and change the game. Uh, I feel that I'm just here to and going back to the spirituality, I'm here to heal. I'm here to give people something that they didn't have before. And me sharing these videos on TikTok and YouTube and social media is giving me that opportunity. And all I have to do is just share what I know to people. You know, same thing on this podcast. It's amazing what the digital age has become. You know, and even my opinions on Facebook ads, Google ads, and influencers, and these are all strategies I teach. But at the same time, I'm willing to speak on these opinions and be one of the first to say that and get the hate from people because that's what how I see things. That's the truth. And this is what I mean. You could even go get data, probably. And someone might find data and oppose me with it, but I'm just speaking from what I see. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm teaching to my students and the people that follow me. I'm teaching the straight up facts. You might not like it all, but this is how it's running. This is how the industry is. And for instance, you'll never see me telling anyone, buy a magazine ad, buy a billboard, get a radio ad. Nobody needs to be doing that anymore. That is so 90s and outdated. I mean, you could spend $1,000 on a billboard and maybe only 10 people who saw it are in your niche yeah. or your target market. Or you could spend $1,000 on an influencer, which could be very famous because that's a pretty penny right there, and be seen by millions exactly in your target market, exactly in your niche. Um, I'm working with a friend of mine. His name is Brian Dubose. He played with the New York Mets. Yeah, baseball. Mm. I'm not a big baseball fan, but he's a very well-known athlete. He has baseball cards. He's on baseball cards. Found me through TikTok. And we ended up working with each other from there. Um, it started with the mentorship, and I taught him and his wife how to do e-commerce. And then it, we started making stories with each other. 
the reason we started working with each other, I didn't know this guy. I mean, of course, you could know from some success. This guy has a very big friend base in movies, you know, actors, actresses. Like he has a very, he knows a lot of, he has a big network. So we worked together with my raps, actually. And he had some celebrity friends make videos for free, you know, influencing my product. But he was also tied in. He had a franchise, basically, of my product. And he's getting celebrities to share these videos. And we're also doing it. He also has another store, which is a legging store where he sells women's leggings. And he has famous um, Instagram athletes share a picture using his leggings. And he's getting tons of sales to this stuff. And he never even looks at his store. He never even, he doesn't even process his orders. He doesn't even look at his, I built his stores for him. His wife is, you know, handling the orders and all that. But this guy basically said, and I told him, don't get no ads. Don't get that. Just literally just get influencers. You have a big mm-hmm. network already as it is. So he literally, I built the stores for him. Overnight, he started making money just from having his friends post pictures and videos of his products. And that's where e- that's what I think e-commerce is to me. I mean, e-commerce is something that you can make happen whether you're 15 years old or 55 or 60 or 70, 80 years old. It doesn't matter. You honestly don't need more than a hundred bucks to get started. And the thing that's coming to my mind too, just with um, influencers is that it also speaks to the importance and the legitimacy of what you're selling. And the difference between working with another individual, another human being ties into everything that we've been talking about today is meeting with these uh, high profile musicians who, you know, might make it blush, but they're still human beings. And it's just a matter of connecting with them and having a message that, you know, is really important. It's something that you mean. Exactly. And, I'm learning this. This is all new to me as well, because, you know, I, I wasn't, I barely become an e-commerce mentor last year in June. And the reason it started was because I was doing very great with my own e-commerce, but then I enjoyed teaching people. It felt amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. So I slowly just started posting more TikToks and now I'm here today as what you see. Um, And not only that, I mean, I give a big ups to just TikTok itself. I mean, the app is amazing. I'm meeting so many people through there. I mean, you guys saw me through there. I mean, there's so much power in that algorithm right now. And that's what I study. That's what I watch. You know, not just, you know, the Instagram algorithm's dead. Facebook algorithm's dead. The TikTok algorithm right now, jump on that. I mean, you could become a famous overnight. You could go viral overnight easily. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about the platform. It gives anyone an opportunity. I tell every student I have, when you have a product, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you sound like. Uh, just make a video. Just do it. Just post it. Who knows? It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to let you slowly structure something into something perfect. If you go all the way down to my first video, it was crap. And then now if you look at my recent videos, I have this whole setup now because it just built into that. I let it happen, but I wanted to share this info. You know, if I would have waited to be what I am now to be perfect, then I would have never gotten to the point where I'm speaking with you right now. I would have just wasted a whole year. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing I'll say. Just get in it. Whatever you want to do, just start it. Whether it's going to be cheap at first or not, just start it some way. Just start somehow. If you have a brand in mind for a store or any product, you know, research it first. Get affluent with it. You know, learn the people that are working with it. Learn the industry. See the competitors. You know, you don't have to have all this money immediately to start with something. You could start just by researching. Research is 100% the first thing you want to do even before jumping in e-com. And then once you go from there, it's just the sky's the limit. I mean. The sky literally is the limit. Everything's going to keep getting bigger and bigger no matter what industry you're in. Your industry, my industry, as long as you just do it, you're going to end up in the right place. I mean, and meeting people, networking, 
I mean, now I know you. You know, now you know me. Every person you talk to, you're the guy now. You could literally at a party say, oh, I have at least 50 e-commerce, some of the top sellers in the world right now on my phone list. Mm-hmm. You're the guy that can say that because you now network and you do this and you do that. And probably not just e-commerce, other people as well. I mean, they beautify themselves. So, you know, even with me, e-commerce, I mean, I had the, this might sound crazy. I was actually speaking with, I'm speaking with now, the CEO of Fashion Nova. I mean, the actual founder, CEO of Fashion Nova, huge brand, very famous, but all because TikTok. He saw one of my TikTok videos that I made for Fashion Nova and he liked it. And now we're speaking on business terms. Mm-hmm. So that's just showing you straight up the opportunity you can get by just doing and being. Just being and doing. In right now, where you are sitting, listening to this podcast right now, wherever you are, you are doing, you are being. And whatever it is that you want to be or do, you are doing that right now. So do it good. And that's one thing I could say, no matter what, you're going to just do it, do it good. And even if you fail, the only reason I had so many stories today about all the bad stuff with, you know, say Facebook ads and all that is because I failed. Mm-hmm. I failed and I learned, okay, this is how you get your Amazon account deactivated. This is how you get your Facebook account deactivated. I could literally make a whole course on how to get deactivated and suspended from anybody because I've done it. I've tested the, the you know, for instance, when I learned that Facebook case the word change, I had to keep pushing the limits to actually get blocked to find out that was the word that they didn't like. So I know in the future, I could tell my students and viewers, don't use the word change in any of your Facebook ads because it's going to cause your account. Facebook doesn't like people trying to influence other people. They want them to be at their free will, wanting to purchase something or do something. That's where it comes into. I was using the word change, basically telling people, and that's where it is. Once the politics got into it, you know, the whole Trump thing and all that, now they block politics on Facebook. They got very strict. And that comes into, it's a big game out there. So I play very yeah, safe. And they block certain politics. Oh, yeah. They, you know, they're, they're using their influence too. Uh, not, not, not a fan of that, but that's a mm-hmm. whole other can of worms to crack open. Exactly. So that's why I say directly to anyone, I say, you know, watch the trends. You know, just don't just learn something and then think that's going to be the same, you know, for the rest of your life. If you watch the trends of what's going on with ads, stores, themes, products, you'll always be at the top. You'll always be at the top. Um, one of the method, methods that I teach as well is, you know, I call it drop surfing. And that's basically surfing. you're surfing, surfing all the trends. You know, you don't just want to find one thing and stick with it because like I said, billboards, whoever thought of that way back then, never thought, well, this is going to come to an end. Magazines, newspapers, it's all going to come to an end. We don't know when. Same thing for the US dollar. And this is my cryptocurrency thing right here i'm saying all of this is going to end and people need to get with it and if you don't you're going to be watching us do it and then you're going to be saying i wish i would have started way back then when everyone said to do it and that's that's where we are right now with e-commerce and not just e-commerce you know the digital age anything digital including currencies including um anything online is changing videos teaching education university health Mm -hmm. Everything's going online, whether you like it or not. And I tell this to all of my clients as well, both locally, nationwide, worldwide, same exact thing for everybody. Whether you like it or not, the world is changing and going online. So you can either jump on the train and let me help you, or you can watch from the side as slowly and slowly you start saying, well, what is going on? I should have. And that's the thing. A lot of people won't see that, especially the retails, small businesses. They can't see everything's going online. So we're here 
with this podcast and the stuff we teach to give these people, hey, get on this. Let's make money together. Let's all become successful. And here are the ways to do it. You know, that's why I'm really glad to be speaking with Debutify because specifically, you know, even without me knowing you, I know you're a reputable company. You're there for the community. This podcast shows you're there for the community, which is huge in e-commerce. And it's a great way to work with other people like you, you know, and me to work together to help other people basically achieve their dreams. And that's what we're in this for, helping other people achieve their dreams, period. Fantastic. I'm just like taking a second, just kind of let, let all this uh, stew in my mind. And at one point that I want to make about, you know, the way things are changing is that I remember the last time we had something really pivotal. Uh, it was uh, September 11th, 2000, 2000, I think it was 2001. And not to diminish the effects of it, but it all happened in one day, basically. And the results of it unfolded uh, the, the, in the days after, in the weeks after, in the months after, in the years after. And what we just have gone through is, so far is an entire year of, the sh- of shock where we haven't even really had a chance to fully collect ourselves and understand what is life going to look like down the line. And this is the longest 14 days to flatten the spread that I've ever, uh, that I've ever imagined or fathomed. And so now as we record this, we're in, or almost like two thirds through February, 2021, and it's still going. So the changes that are coming are so insurmountable. We ha- we really do have to try to keep track of it as best we can uh, because I don't think anyone's going to see the full, the full big picture. Well, I, I think some people do, but you know, I, I, I don't know if I, if I've got it down, down pat. Yeah. You're right there because the e-commerce industry is affected a lot by the economy. Um, so it is good to keep up with everything that happens around you because it does affect our industry. I mean, just last year, there's countless things, but one of the most specific things I remember that affected our industry was Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. he kept making these executive orders that was affecting the e-commerce industry over and over and over and over and over again. And it even went to the part where he, was, he wasn't allowing any shipments from China at a, at a time to the United States. Mm-hmm. That's e-commerce. I mean, almost as 90% of e-commerce right there. And then he even went to saying, okay, now we're going to put a taxes on anything that comes in from China. And then he said, okay, now um, any shipments to China will be so-and-so or this and that. China's a big, big partner in e-commerce with any e-commerce seller. What was happening in politics and in our world was affecting our industry as a whole. I mean, we had the Chinese suppliers, I mean, losing jobs, losing money, stopping to make their stuff. I mean... I was literally getting charged double what I was paying before during that time. And it was literally a, only a time period. Like this stuff was only pure politics because it's not there no more. It's done. Mm-hmm. It was just for show, just to prove a point. So these points that our politics are trying to prove are affecting us, our industry. So this whole thing with China did affect our industry hard. We even at a point, I mean, straight up, a lot of us e-commerce people were saying, is e-commerce dead? Is drop shipping dead now? Because, and I know I see videos everywhere, is dropshipping dead? Is dropshipping dead? And they're all clickbait. Well, this time I actually thought, is dropshipping dead? Because America just blocked Chinese shipments. And that's all dropshipping is from China. Mm-hmm. There's no U.S. suppliers here that are going to charge you anything affordable. You know, they're going to always give their, they're always going to get their piece of the pie. And that's just how it is. So I literally thought, we all thought e-commerce was dead for a while. 
I mean, we were getting charged more. Um, even going to the taxes part, I mean, going back in time to where they said what e-commerce taxes used to be that you didn't have to pay taxes, you know, there on any online sales and stuff like that. And then now, I think it was with Wayfair, uh, that because of Wayfair or something, or was a Wayfair versus, I forgot who was versus, but basically that made it to where now we have to pay taxes on anything we sell online. And there's nexuses now that thresholds that we have to where I would even have to pay taxes in Vancouver if I sold enough products there, even though we live in different countries. But that's a new tax law that I'm responsible for paying these taxes only because I made a certain amount of sales in your area. So that's a new thing that affected the e-commerce industry as a whole. Because mm-hmm. now the people, you know, we're making 100K in, say, Spain or we're making 100K in Italy or 100K in, I live in Texas right now. So say I was making, a, you know, 100K in D.C. Well, now I'm responsible for paying Washington, D.C. taxes, even though I don't live there and never step foot selling these products there, even if it's drop shipped. Mm-hmm. Only because, and it's like 100 or 200K nexus. But only because for the fact I made sales there. So these executive orders, these laws, the economy, coronavirus, everything affects our industry in e-commerce because it's all online. And you know, coronavirus specifically made e-commerce greater. As as horrible as it sounds, it made e-commerce greater mm-hmm. because online sales have we were already seeing, you know, an uptrend for e-commerce. But once the virus came through, it went from here to because the fact that everyone's stuck at home now. So everyone basically wired themselves. So now I'm going to order from Amazon. I'm going to order from this store. Everyone's buying online now. Because of that virus, people are now more wary to even go shop in any store. People are willing to say, I don't care. I'm going to stay at home and shop. Yeah. Black Friday, this most recent Black Friday was the biggest ever because not only was everyone stuck at home. Black Friday is always huge, no matter what, in e-commerce. We all know that. But during this time last year, it was bigger than ever because everyone was stuck inside. All the Black Friday retail stores shut down. So because that shut down, it brought all the sales to us online, which you know, made it go. We had, I had a crazy fourth quarter. And a lot of people in e-commerce had crazy fourth quarters as well. So the economy, all this does affect our industry. So it is very smart to keep updated with everything that's happening. Because if you don't pay attention, and a lot of people don't like to pay attention to politics because it is annoying, especially American politics. Mm-hmm. It's the most annoyingest thing ever. I hate it. You have to because it's affecting your industry. And it's just the way it is. I mean, we're not in an industry that isn't... And it's weird, you know, say um, the teaching industry. I could have said the same thing, like, but even them, they're affected by that. I mean, every industry has been affected, but e-commerce is one of the bigger ones, mainly because of how many people it affects. I mean, everyone buys, everyone purchases, everyone shops. So it's not a very small niche, you know? Not everyone teaches. So it's more of a smaller niche, but everyone buys online. So it does affect us a lot. So that's- Yeah, it's more, it's more proportional, right? Like you have one teacher for every 30 or so students. Exactly. So there's a proportionality to, to, to that profession. Exactly. Yeah. So we are uh, one hour and uh, 22 minutes in. 
I got to say, this has been a uh, an, an amazing experience. Just you know, hearing uh, what you had to say, and just in letting you go. By the way, you managed to like answer a lot of the questions that I had prepared, anyways. Uh, like I, I did want to ask you about the the look like audiences. Just just to give you an example of, uh, it's great to just enjoy your stream of consciousness. Um, but I do got to put a plug on this. I oh yeah, definitely. I really appreciate speaking with you, bro. It's it's great to have you, and I, I'm confident that we'll uh, we'll be able to have another conversation uh, in in due time. Uh, usually, the, like the the wrap up question is like, if you have any words of wisdom you want to share, which I have, you've done plenty of. Um, but if you want to summarize anything, you're more than welcome to. The one other thing that I do want to know uh, before we uh, we let you go is that when uh, potential students they want to reach out to you. What do you want to see in them to be ready, like budget-wise, mindset-wise? When is a student ready to actually become a student of yours? I mean, I take all students, big and small. I have some students where I actually do have to teach them how to open up an internet browser. Um, So experience doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I work with everyone. I'm very patient, and I work with people that are even faster, that work faster than I do. So it's not really... um, knowing something before, but I would say to have some sort of starting capital, you know, going all the way back to earlier, you know, some starting capital is going to be required. Not a lot though. I mean, if you want to do Shopify, you could easily start with that $30 fee and get your store built and going and then some advertising money. Amazon's a $40 monthly fee, you know, get those fees taken care of, but still have some sort of savings or something to get started with. Mm -hmm. You can start from nothing. Okay. Excellent. Uh, And on top of that, uh, I do, you know, the students I do take in, you know, it's not just mentorship, but also, you know, courses because not everyone wants to learn with me. Not everyone wants to learn with someone. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, even if they're very experienced or not experienced at all, they do want to work on their own pace. So which is why I do have my courses. I do have different ways of teaching. And then I do have my free content, which is all over online for any single student or viewer that wants to go as hardcore and aggressive or as easy and calm as they want to go. Excellent. And so uh, how can people uh, find that content to just give us the rundown of your, your social media tags and your, and your website? Yeah. So if you want to work with me, you could visit ArturoKnight.com. If you Google it, it'll be the first one to pop up. Or just find me on social media. Every single one's the same at ArturoKnight, A-R-T-U-R-O, Knight. I'm on TikTok, now on YouTube, brand new on YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Awesome. Well, once again, I can't thank you enough for for sharing your your time and knowledge with us today. This has been fantastic. This has been an an amazing uh, experience for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, really great meeting you. Same here. All right, listeners, uh, you all know what to do. So take care and we will check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you. So whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to Debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.